Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Alongside me today is Greg OJ Mayer. What up, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? How y'all doing tonight? Mike the Straw Hernandez. What's going on, fellas? Have a evening to you. And Fred the Jester Reyes. Hello, everyone. Go next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a quick, a quick reminder to our TSS family: if you have any comments or questions for us clowns or dr miller mary jane please email us at tssfantasy at yahoo.com or you can tweet at us at at tssfantasy also like and share us on facebook and ig we welcome your comments there as well we are also excited to announce our website tssfantasy.com will be up and running soon what do you think about that gentlemen i can't wait to see what this website's gonna look like this ought to be interesting. It should actually, be interesting. It's going to be done by a professional, thankfully. So we, I actually elicited. Some I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It sounded like you were trying to take some kind of jabs <laughs> at somebody. This sounded like you well, did it not, Greg? Didn't it sound like you was trying to take some jabs? <laughs> that's a professional. He's poking the bear, Mike. He's poking the bear, bro. He's poking yeah, the bear. Bro. Don't, don't fall for it. Don't fall nah, for it. Don't not, fall not, for it. Not, Listen, at the at the end of the day, I would never consider Mike a bear by any means in any way, shape, or form. There's a reason the guy is called the straw. All right. We are going to move on now to NFL headlines. Mm. Now, let's go on to the Aaron Roger fantasies that we brought up way back when. They're starting to seem like a little more reality-based. He's in Hawaii talking some good game about it being not being more about uh, personality, being more about people than the actual team. So it's interesting how Aaron's positioning himself. What do you guys think about the Aaron Roger update, Mike? Man, let me tell you something. I'm tired of talking about this, man. Let me, this has been the fourth <laughs> episode that we've done. And all we do is talk about Aaron Rodgers. Where is he going? Is he playing? This, that, and the other man. Like, yo, I feel Kenny May. I know exactly why he said what he said because we're tired of it. Let's make a decision. June 1st, we should have something in play or at least know more. But right now, I mean, what are we doing? It's hard enough speculating on fantasy football. But now we got to do all these variables like where he lands, what kind of effect it happens on all those players on that team. In the league, if he lands somewhere else, it's just a big mess. I don't know who to root for. I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers' fault, if it's the front office. I'm like, I'm just done with it. I'm tired of hearing about it. And then we're going to talk about Deshaun. So, Fred, what are we going to talk about Deshaun about? Like, <laughs> let's go. Four shows in the already in reruns. Let's go. All right. Listen, listen, listen. Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but obviously – he wasn't at OTAs, which is not a real news because most veterans don't really go to OTAs anyway. But I got to say this. If I'm the GM and my coach is saying how much he wants me back, you might as well extend them to a record guarantee contract, trade Jordan Love for whatever you can get, because by this time the contract expires, Love will be off his rookie contract. And you're going to end up paying him anyway. So they might as well just move on from him and just give Aaron Rodgers what he wants. 
Fred, Fred, Fred. Who's gonna take Jordan Love, bro? Who, who cares if you get a six round pick on him? That's good. Who's who, which general manager in their right mind is gonna take Jordan Love? Listen, I'm Dude, get, get a pack of waffles for him for all I care. I, I, I'm done. I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. I'm done. I'm sick of it. Trade him already or get rid of the GM. It, it, that's the bottom line. Either the GM goes or Aaron Rodgers is gonna go. Whose fault it just, is it though? It's the yeah. GM's fault because you did you didn't include. Listen, he's the star player. He he he's the backbone of the franchise. And for you to not include him in decisions that you're going to make, that's going to you know affect his future and the team's future. That you know you drop the ball in that situation. If I'm the owner, which Green Bay really doesn't have an owner, but if I'm that 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 board that they have, I will get rid of the GM because I'm not losing Aaron Rodgers. That's the the last year's MVP. The dude won the Super Bowl for them. Like no, GM got to go. End end the story on that one. Aaron, and, and, and you're go ahead, Fred. Go ahead. Yeah, because think about it, man. You had an opportunity when you drafted Jordan Love to get a really good player to help Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, I would be pissed off if you didn't get me no help and you got my <laughs> successor. I'd be really pissed off. You're gonna pay me. You want me to keep me? You gonna give record, record breaking deals? Aaron, yeah, but, you, said, but but Aaron wasn't mad about drafting Jordan Love. It's like. You didn't talk to him about it. He, you didn't consult him about it. it. Just he just wanted to be involved on the decision that was being made. At the end of the day, Aaron, if you're listening, everyone on the on our set is absolutely done about. Listen, if you like that <laughs> Hawaii weather, you like it warm. Oh, I, shit. I know. I'm not sick of you. I can talk about you all day. So come on down. The price is right, my friend. So check right. this out. So there's something to be said, though. Also, there hasn't been one Hall of Fame quarterback. I checked this out that has finished the same career with the same Never. team. Never. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's just something to that. Maybe you just can't do it. And, you know, at a certain point, the front office has to make a decision. Am I investing in the future or am I going to stick with my guy? And, you know, every franchise gets put in that position. So that's why I don't completely fault the front office. Can you I'm all right. Can you repeat that stat again for me? I'm sorry. I, I missed that. There aren't any Hall of Famers that have finished their career with the same team. Okay, so do you know how incredibly stupid that statement is, especially coming from a Dolphin fan who has a Hall of Fame quarterback who started and ended his career at the same team? Ooh, what? Who? Dan Marino, dummy. I'm talking about active. I'm talking about active players now. Oh, no, active oh my people so that are going players to be in the Hall, are in the Hall of Fame. No. Where's the horn, Jason? Jason, where's the horn? Oh my god, Jason, where's the horn? Actually, just get the microwave, get the microwave, and get the never got no ring. This guy is fucking. Where's the horn, Jason? Where's the horn? Now he's bringing up a ring like that has anything to do with what he said. All right, anyway, let's move on. Deshaun Watson. Oh. So let, this situation, we'll have Mary and Jane on later to discuss this, but this is kind of looking like a Ezekiel Elliott type situation where they may push this on to next year. And we do remember how that saga went. So that's something that some, um, you know, Mary Jane will talk about a little more in depth later. But what are your initial thoughts on that? Well, I was going to say the same thing you just said. I heard the earliest he can be deposed is not until February of 2022. And the woman until September of 22. That's the whole season. I believe he plays the season. He does very well. He shows how great he is. Then they're going to trade him in the offseason. I don't think Deshaun is playing this season at all. Regardless of what's going to happen, even if the case doesn't go through with anything, I don't think he's playing. I think the man is, is done with the Houston Texans. The Texans have not treated him correctly. They have not, they traded away his best weapon. They traded away his best running back that he had um, before they got David Johnson. They haven't protected him. So why why would he stay? Even if even if everything works out in his benefit, the man is not coming back to Houston. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. He's sitting out the whole season regardless. Yeah, fantasy-wise, it ain't nothing. I mean, I'm not worried about this anymore. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he goes down. He falls off the top tier. Who cares? Like, I'm tired of talking about the Texans' offense and the effects of this legal stuff. So, that's where I feel about Deshaun Watson. 
apparently, duly noted, Mike's just tired of talking. Apparently, <laughs> all right, let's this move is episode on. four, and we're talking about the same two QBs. So I'm sorry right, if it's a that's, little redundant. That's, well, that's, we... hey, that's what's called being in the news there, chumpy chump. Anyway, let's move on to Julio. I wrote it down as Julio joins. Apparently, I was I was uh, feeling the 420 at that moment. Julio Jones update. That's great. Let's talk about the he's basically saying he's gone. So now it's where does he go? Greg, I know you've had some uh, input on this on social media. What are your thoughts? And let's hear what some of the TSS family thinks. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. So... Julio, Julio's been striking up a lot of conversation on the web and on our and on our Facebook page. Um, one fan, uh, Chris Spiker, said he thinks he's going to, to San Fran. He's saying that he thinks John Lynch has to do something before, you know, the window closes on on San Francisco. Even though San Francisco does have a great young quarterback there, but he thinks that adding Julio would be a benefit in San Fran. Um, a lot of people are saying Green Bay. Um, also the Patriots would be an interesting fit. And that's where I think Julio's going to end up at. I really think Julio's going to end up in the New England with Cam. I think this is going to be the most weapons Cam has ever had in his career. And I think fantasy-wise, I mean, Julio on the outside. You got Hunter Henry on the inside. You got the Smith kid, the other tight end they added. And you got the two running backs. You got... um. Oh, my God, the name slips me right now. But the two young quarter running backs that they got in the backfield for Cam, if they add Julio to that fucking offense, bro, it's going to take off. And I, I can see Cam putting up big numbers. I can see Julio picking, putting, putting up big numbers. I think the Patriots is going to be the fit for him. I mean, that wide receiving core, if he ends up at uh, New England, that is nasty. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think Cam has ever had that many weapons around him. It'll be interesting to see what that happens. I mean, I concur about the 49ers. That would – the ideal for me as a Niners fan, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to end up working out. I mean, I love Julio Jones as an athlete. I think that uh, no matter which team he ends up with, uh, he's going to be fantasy relevant week in, week out. Uh, but we're going to have to see where the chips uh, land with this one. This was going to be interesting. But at least we're talking about somebody new. <laughs> and the running backs are Dam- Damian Harris and Sony Michelle. So I think what Julio is going to benefit them as well in the inside. Sorry for it. <laughs> Not a problem. Julio joins. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I think Julio, honestly, he goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. They are known for bringing in wide receivers towards the end of their career, like right. Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith, even Des Bryant. Now, obviously, Julio has more left in him than they did, but this will be, give Lamar the weapons he needs with Sammy Watkins, and this will give Lamar no more excuses. If he can't make it with Julio... Watkins and and Mark Andrews, he's not going to be a throwing quarterback ever. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Well, I think what we can do here is help Mike out 
and combine these stories together. And why not bring Julio Jones to Green Bay? Does not not make the most sense? Julio, Aaron, hello. This makes the best fit for him. It gets us off the Aaron Rodgers conversation for Mike. This brings the Green Bay Packers to Super Bowl elite level right off the jump. Jason, do you think, though, that Green Bay has enough to offer, I mean, well, yeah, offer Atlanta to get Julio? Well, I mean, they could certainly pack. We could all package something up. Any team could package something for them. I mean, draft picks are always valuable. You know, they could throw, you know, a first rounder, but I doubt. I mean, he's not really first round. I mean, it depends on what they throw in there with it. You know, it really, like I said, any team can package something up to get them. I'm just surprised you didn't say Miami. I'm just surprised you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not. In their current offense, they're looking for speed receivers. So he doesn't really fit their their mold. We have Parker, which is kind of like that Julio. Well, I don't want to say he's Julio. My bad. Ew. He's close to Julio, mm. but he's Ew. that bigger guy. <laughs> made it worse. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get off that. We'll go ahead and take a break from our friends at 407 Candles. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh, honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, we're getting back into our rankings. This is our not too early, our running back rankings, top 10 list. Like last week, we want to start forming some rankings. So we're just going to discuss just our not top our, our top 10 i put 20 on here like a like a dummy mike i noticed you got some real beefy uh beefy guys up at the top let's talk about your number one pick dalvin cook and i noticed that you referred to my number one pick as beefy <laughs> homo in the girls closet ass guy so dalvin cook so dalvin cook uh i mean i did take him at number one obviously we're clear. First of all, if you want to make fun of Jason along with the rest of us, you can go ahead and email the crew at tssfantasy at yahoo.com or tweet us at tssfantasy. Also find us on Facebook and Instagram. So, Dalvin Cook, beefy. We're going to talk about his health. If he's able to stay healthy, I mean, I am told is that they've done a upgrade on the run blocking Versus what they had last year. And th- that was already a good run blocking team. You know, I, mean, I think we saw that when Mattis uh, took control of the carries when uh, Cook got hurt. So um, the Vikings do have the eighth easiest run defense schedule, which I love when I'm Here making my go. choices. Here we go. And Dalvin Cook, his father, unfortunately, passed away this past year. So he has that added motivation that, you know, those little uh, storylines that end up being a factor in fantasy. So I like Dalvin Cook as my number one pick. If he stays healthy, Fred, who do you have? Well, I'm glad that we both have the same number one pick. Uh, hopefully, uh, Dalvin Cook makes us look like geniuses. Right. Um, I. I want to explain uh, my number four, my uh, Chubb. Um, Chubb Mike a, totally missed the cue. Yeah, man. He like, yeah, he, he don't worry, it. Fred. It's I appreciate your improv. That's all on Mike. I notice also, Mike, while we're on a pause here, that you're all butthurt after getting after a dumbass statement. Yo, right let me here. let me say so something. Let me say something real quick. Let me, Not let me say, for nothing. Let me say something. No one gives a shit. All let right, me say Fred, something. This guy Fred. has made a point oh, every God. segment. Every segment to mention my name. We're gonna play Mike. that back. But what happened with be like, I noticed Mike. yeah. Pick to Fred by saying, I noticed we both have the same number one, but you also got Chubb at four. What's up? 
with that. Yeah. That's your line, Mike. Your it just line. says Nick Chubb, bro. Oh, I'm not reading lines, bro. You don't pay me to pay read right. lines. I don't get right. 30%. You didn't print that right. shit out? You made me wait, yeah. waste print a paper and you didn't print it? Let's go. Right. It's not a script. Anyway, We're going right. The longer we take, the longer it takes Fred to go to bed. Right. Let's go. He's right. my lawyer. Go ahead, Fred. Go ahead with your Nick Chubb analysis. Oh. Okay, All well, right. Mike. Oh, go ahead. Just do it, Mike. Do the kick, Mike, please. I noticed that we both have uh, the same number one pick, but uh, you also have number Chubb at number four. For explain that. Well, first, uh, Mike. Hopefully, uh, Dalvin Cook makes us look like geniuses. Uh, I I did have number uh, Chubb at number four. Uh, he was a beast last year and a two-headed monster in Cleveland. Even though he missed a few games, he had a thousand sixty-seven yards and twelve touchdowns. But the thing that caught my eye was the five point six yards per carry. Mm. I think this year he'll even be better. Mm. Uh, now, Greg, uh, I see you have Kamara at number one. Why him at number one? Kamara's Mr. Do-It-All, right? Kamara led the Saints in rushing and receiving last year. And that's with Drew Brees on the field. So now you got Jameis Winston or Hill that's going to be on the center. They're going to rely more on Alvin Kamara. Hopefully, Michael Thomas is 100% this year. It doesn't come in with any injuries. That's going to open it a lot more for Kamara. But again... I see Kamar leading the backfield for the Saints. I see him running, receiving. If they put him kick return, punt return, the man's going to do everything for the Saints next year because they ain't got, they're going to be so unsure of quarterback, they're going to have to rely on him so fucking heavy. And I want to say, if you get Kamara, please handcuff Murray because that's also going to be a good pickup. But what I was interested, what really bugged me out when I was looking over our, our number one picks, Jason has Saquon Barkley number fucking one. Jason, you trust that fucking knee, bro? You really, really trust that knee? Well, sir, if you would have listened to our in-house doctor, Jeffrey Miller, he definitely would tell you that Saquon Barkley's knee, he has, I think he referred to it, he is bullish. He is bullish on Saquon. He is 110% positive that Saquon Barkley is coming back stronger, faster, and better. He talked about the ACL. He talked about once it's repaired, it is a little stronger than what the ACL you were born with. So, yes, I do trust it. And not only do I trust him, but we talked about the NFC East last week, and we talked about that offense, beefed up the offensive line beefed up the receiving core. So the pressure will be off Saquon a little. And guess what? Now PPR PPR doesn't matter. He's going to be your guy, number one, on both sides. What mm-hmm. I noticed, though, on the list was <laughs> Mike had broke-ass <laughs> dick Joe Mixon in his top ten. Please mm-hmm. explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Joe Mixon. Blow. Not Joe Blow. I hope. I hope. That Joe Mixon proves me right. Because Joe Mixon, I like Joe Mixon. I like when I see him play football. I like this. Now, obviously, the Bengals have a pretty uh, (laughs) awful uh, uh, run block on uh, the offense. But he still was managed. He still managed to was able to pull out RB1 numbers. So I think that with Burrow taking a step up, I mean, they have to keep those receivers honest. I mean, Higby and uh, Boyd and all the boys still catch the balls. I think that, yeah, Mixon still has a lot to be able to uh, uh, prove this year. And with him being able to do a lot with so little, uh, this might be the year that he actually makes the top 10 this year. But Fred is sitting there with uh, Jacobs from the Raiders at, in his top 10. So I can see it, but why do you want him in the top 10? Josh Jacobs. Well, <clears throat> he played in 15 games. He had 1,065 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 33 receptions. It's, his, uh, it's only his third year. He's only going to get better. I was actually thinking about putting him a few notches higher. So I, I had him at nine. I would have probably put him in front of Aaron Jones or Ezekiel Elliott this year. Elliott did not impress me. So that's why I put uh, uh, Josh Jacobs up there. I think he's going to have a really big year. Uh, Greg, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor? Who do you know? I- <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, I got I got to backtrack a little because I can't believe Mike put Joe Mixon and you put Josh, <laughs> and you put and you put Josh Jacobs. You know that they signed homeboy from Arizona to share that backfield with Josh Jacobs, right? 
You know that. No right? matter. Drake is getting the backfield with Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. And we discussed through how fucked up the Raiders' offense is going to be <laughs> early in our earliest, earliest shows. I thought but we did. Jonathan Taylor, I am so high on coach players this year. I'm telling you. The kid had 1,100 yards rushing last year, 11 touchdowns last year. This And they're going to want to protect Carson Wentz this year. They're going to want to make sure they keep Carson Wentz healthy. How do you keep a quarterback healthy? You give it to the running back. You first down, second down. Even on third down, if it's third and short, you're going to give it to the running back. And he's young. The kid is under 25. He's going to have a breakout season. Last season, you told me 1,100 yards, 11 TDs, and now you're the man in Indianapolis on the team that's ready to make that leap to the Super Bowl. The kid's going to have a great season. Jason. Yes. <laughs> Jason. Were you going to ask me about my sleeper? I'm going to ask you about your sleeper, which oh. I'm so surprised about your sleeper. That's why I'm I, – I, I, so Go ahead, Jason. Miles got Listen, listen, Why? listen. Why? Not for nothing. Let's if everybody sit back, back. Get ready for the Dolphins analysis. Let's go. There we if, go. If you go back – and listen to our shows. One thing you're going to notice is that I am consistent. And yes. during our <laughs> during our our post <laughs> during our post draft analysis, the question was who benefited the most from the draft. What was my answer? I'll tell uh, you, Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Why uh, the Dolphins did not look to replace him and spoke. High volumes about him and this high octane offense coming up for your ass in 2021. <laughs> Get ready. Oh, God. Miles Gaskin will be in your flex position and you will win a title. But okay. if you want to talk about some funny things in people's lists and funny things that people say, this guy had the audacity to say, uh, when I said Baker Mayfield was a sleeper, he had something to say about it. This guy brings up Swift as a sleeper. Woo! Please explain why you think that is considered a sleeper, Mike. I think it's a sleeper because he's going to do uh, a lot better than what you're projecting to be. I think that he has a chance to do really good. In fact, if I mean, we're talking about he's set to do all right now based on that offense and he's playing in that division, which is brutal. Right. But I think that we're going to be looking at a situation where you don't have that Peterson, you know, the Peterson's are out of the way. He's going to be all but out of the way, even though they still have uh, carry on at the uh, backing him up. I just like his ability to get all the yards like that workhorse type stuff. And maybe, maybe be somewhere in the middle of the top 10 of the of the running back rankings at the end of the year top 10 i'm saying you can get it to be in around five or six at the end of the year that would be a sleeper or a you know that's how i would consider him to be a sleeper mike just real quick i don't swift isn't a lot of people top 10 so i'm not thank, going to consider him a sleeper th- thank you I, that's what i meant that's what i was trying my, to get that at. garbage yeah, ass ain't in my top 10 sleeper. yeah well that's he's a motherfucker because y'all are idiots yeah, because he's a fucking creeper. Me. Hey. <laughs> Put that garbage in there. <laughs> Tell us about your nightmare, Freddie. Yeah, Tell about, about your, your since Mike look, can't look, follow the cues. What's up? Look, 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 man. Yeah, well, he, he picked Swift. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Najee Harris. He was I, drafted I like for this. It's his job. Like James Conner is gone. You're on a a veteran established team. Mm. If he doesn't succeed, it's on him. Mm. Now, his last two years in Alabama, 19, 2019, 12, 24 yards, 13 touchdowns, 27 receptions with three, with seven touchdowns. Mm. 2020, 1,466 yards, 26 touchdowns, 43 receptions for 425 yards and four touchdowns. You are not going to a better place than Pittsburgh if you're a great running back. They're going to lean on you. Ben needs you. I mean, this is the perfect situation for Najee Harris. Now, Greg, you got my man, Mike Davis, who did really well for me last year in fantasy. What made you put him as your sleeper this year? Jason, Jason, I'm confused. Sleepers are supposed to be running backs that nobody is on nobody's radar. 
right? That's that, that's what I'm I'm thinking. To, right? to be fair, to be fair, now Mike's was complete stupid, but to be fair, to be but, fair to Fred, it's he's a rookie. So he's a rookie. He's, I understand it, but we had you know rookies come out and you know the grade been high on rookies, and, but he wasn't a nobody's top ten. Another of ours, no, agree. I, but I could, but I could still see Najee not being a sleeper because Najee had a great career at Alabama. Now we don't know. That's college. That's college. Let's give Fred the sleeper on it because it, he's a all rookie. Right. We don't all know right. how he's gonna perform. All right, so I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna give him the sleeper on that one. I give him. I give him the sleeper. Let's let's see why you picked Mike Davis, the uh, backup running back. Because Mike Davis performed <laughs> at the end of the season when CMC was uh, those games that CMC was out. Mike Davis performed as a running back one. He performed week in and week out as a running back one in Carolina. Now he has the backfield to himself for the first time in his career in Atlanta with an offense that's going to be, you know, open. They got really on the outside. They got Kyle Pitts. This is going to be the opportunity for Mike Davis. I think Mike Davis is hungry for it. I think this is the perfect opportunity for him. So I see Mike Davis doing a great job in Atlanta. Not probably not like a RB1. But he's going to be on that fringe RB one, RB two, maybe even a flex. But you're going to be having him in your your starting lineup week in and week out with Mike Davis. Trust me. Well, I don't know well, about the other two y'all two talking about. Well, thank thank goodness this week you at least know who the Atlanta starter is. That's that's good news. <laughs> now here's I hope you get Jonathan Taylor and Mike Davis. He'll be zero thirteen again. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here, here's some interesting stats for you real quick. This is our top 10 from last year, all right? This is top 10. Number one, Derrick Henry. Number two, Alvin Kamara. Three was Cook. Four, four, Jonathan Taylor, speaking of. Five, Aaron Jones. Five, six, David Montgomery. Seven, James Robinson. Eight, Josh Jacobs. Nine, Nick Chubb. And ten, Kareem Hunt. So that's the top ten. So. Wow. Interesting to see how everyone finished last year. Jonathan All right. Taylor, I'm telling you. We're going to take a we – Yes, Jonathan Taylor. We all know I, – I know if I'm ahead of you in the draft and he's there, I'm sure the fuck taking him. Just the fuck with you. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, brought to you by friends at Digital Brew. Hey, gang, Commissioner Cooper here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself stressing to capture leads that visit your website? Or how about a new video for your company? Our friends at Digital Brew can help. Digital Brew is an animation studio that specializes in making sweet videos that are lead-generating machines. Digital Brew is always our number one overall pick for any of our animation movie needs. Visit them online today at digitalbrew.com to see what the Brew Crew can do for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is back in the house. Welcome back. Dr. Jeffrey Miller. It is good to be here. Thank you, as always, for the invitation. We are excited to have you out of all of our personalities, quote unquote. We get the most feedback about you, sir. I just wanted wow. to give you lots of big thumbs up and a lot of big information. So we wanted to give you a big thanks for that. What a compliment you are. Welcome. And I will do my best this week to not lower the bar. No, I mean, listen, you, you've raised the bar. You are the bar. Put it that way. <laughs> I mean, compared to us clowns, we're not even close. We appreciate it. All right, let's dive in. And we're going to, like last week, we, I told you we were going to bring up the Miami Connection Tua Tungvialoa. Last season, okay, so as a Dolphin fan, I'm watching Tua. I, I realize what's going on with the offseason. He's had a horrible hip injury. There was no offseason. It was crazy. We didn't know what was going on at that point. Um, so, you know, here, here's a kid after a major hip surgery, no offseason, no preseason, comes in. They, they make him the starter. I forget. It was about week five or so. He comes in. He does well. The Dolphins played well. He played efficient. He played efficient football. However, the explosiveness wasn't there. So when the Dolphins got down, they would put in Fitzpatrick naturally because he would give them that natural component of getting down the field. So 
with all that being said, I just thought it was interesting. You brought up last week, you brought up Julio Jones and tied it into COVID. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on his injury um, and how he rehabbed from that and how he looks now going forward into this season. Yeah, so you did a great job of describing how COVID impacted his entry into the NFL. And in order to talk about Tua responsibly, we have to recognize that he left college with a practically catastrophic hip injury only to then have his rookie training camp altered dramatically. And so there's a lot of question marks around Tua. And I want to highlight a couple things about his injury history as we look forward into what this season holds for him. So he's had a pair of cutting-edge procedures. We talked last week a little bit about the high ankle sprain and how that injury can take six weeks to six months to recover from. Tua, while he was in college in consecutive years, had what's called a tightrope procedure. And he had each ankle done, which is essentially a stiffening procedure to that syndesmosis between the two lower leg bones. And so he's got that history on both of his legs of not only the high ankle sprain, but also the recovery from the tightrope procedure. And then I think when people hear Tua, they instantly think about his catastrophic hip injury. And what happened to him is essentially what ended Bo Jackson's NFL career. Oh, wow. So as a reminder, you know, he hit the field hard and his femur or his big leg bone smashed into his pelvis. And he suffered what's called a posterior wall injury. But that's an injury that we usually see in high-velocity motor vehicle collisions. So if you'll go with me for a minute, picture yourself sitting in the passenger seat of a car and hitting a wall head-on. And then picture what would happen if the dashboard moved into your leg and pushed your leg right out the back of your pelvis. Mm. That's the injury that ended Tua's college career. And so it's a very traumatic injury coupled not only with the fracture there was a hip dislocation. And Tua's incredibly fortunate to have had great doctors on the field who were able to reduce that hip within just a couple of minutes and prevent a um, potential loss of blood flow to the leg and the negative things that would accompany that. So his injury, uh, excuse me, his injury history is absolutely significant and then complicated by COVID and a very abnormal rookie season. And so I want to segue from that and highlight something. And this is a little bit of a disclosure for me. I think I have a, a blind spot when it comes to Tua. And it extends beyond him. It goes to Tua and Jalen Hurts. I truly mm -hmm. admire these guys. And watching them play side by side for Nick Saban, I think, was extraordinary. To watch Hurts step aside, not enter the transfer portal, but play behind Tua and then step in in a big game situation in his last game in Alabama was something that I really admire. And so when I look at Tua and when I look at Jalen Hurts, I have this big blind spot because I want so badly to see these guys succeed in the NFL. And so everything I'm about to say, I feel like it's appropriate to disclose that before anybody takes my word as unbiased in the matter because it's certainly not. Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. I Revive, a taste of the Caribbean located in Albany, New York. They offer a large selection of Jamaican cuisine suitable to everyone's taste buds. And they also cater for events as well. Please reach out to them at 518-487-4844 or visit them at irevibes.com or on Facebook. And I would suggest that maybe when it comes to the Dolphins, you're not necessarily unbiased yourself. So we're dealing with a mutual bias here, wanting to see Tua set some records this season. Am I right? 110%. I, I didn't want to interrupt, but as you were saying that, I was definitely going to chime in and say, yes, there also is a huge bias on this side as well to see him be successful.
So here's what I think about his injury history. Neither his ankle injuries that he sustained nor his hip injury will preclude his success in the NFL. I'm going to go out on a limb and say none of his pre-existing histories are going to impair his ability to be a successful quarterback. But there's a however. However, we've seen now a couple of pretty significant injuries. And as I mentioned last week, I'm not going to use the term injury prone, but I'm concerned about what these injuries say about his decision making in the pocket. You know, here's a guy who's willing to take big hits and maybe takes a hit instead of sliding strategically. And so I'm concerned about his decision making in terms of self preservation. And so medically, I'm not worried about his fragility, but I am concerned that he might put himself in positions that shorten his career. And so I think maybe the discussion about whether to draft to a high is one better left for you and the rest of the team rather than the medical side. Sure. What, what I can foresee, however, is as Tua scrambles out of the pocket this year, I will definitely be yelling to get the fuck down. So I feel you. I'm with you 100%. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that analysis about Mr. Tua. Let's actually go from extreme injury to minor injuries, um, but big names in fantasy. Let's go down south and talk about Tennessee's A.J. Brown. Yeah, so A.J. Brown had a cleanup, as most sources will describe in both knees. And I, I think it merits brief discussion of what exactly a cleanup is, especially when it's not specified in great detail. Generally, if an NFL player has a procedure done immediately when the season ends, they're looking at doing just a quick arthroscopic procedure to remove any loose bodies from the knee, to remove any or shave down any little arthritic changes or bumps on the cartilage. And if there's a meniscal tear to go ahead and shave that off. So general housekeeping and cleanup again is the word that the surgeon used there um, is not remarkable, not concerning and not uncommon. So I don't see AJ Brown missing a beat. I do expect that his next game will be better than his last game because this presumably helped address some of that chronic knee pain he was experiencing. Absolutely. And he is a beast. So that's exciting news for our fantasy listeners. Let's go a little farther west and talk about Amari Cooper, the Cowboys. Yeah. So let's hope, number one, that Dak Prescott's able to effectively get him the ball. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago. And so Amari Cooper had essentially the same procedure done, this cleanup just of his ankle instead of the knee. And so again, I just want to highlight what I said a moment ago. This is not unusual, not uncommon, and not alarming for an NFL player to have this elective procedure done in the offseason. It probably won't improve his performance dramatically, but it should help him play with less pain. So no reservations about drafting either Amari Cooper or A.J. Brown. They should be good to go day one. Awesome. And as before mentioned, the star of our show, Dr. Miller, because he is the only one getting emails. <laughs> so let's go to the emails. All right. Um, this one this week is from our friend, Mr. Teddy. Teddy is a big Bucks fan, and he'd like he'd like to know. He says, Dear Dr. Miller, love your segment. Appreciate all the knowledge. Aside from Gronk, I am a huge O.J. Howard fan. I am curious to know how you feel about his status for the season and how you think he may perform coming up this year. Oh, boy. So I'm coming off of this high talking about how optimistic I am with Amari Cooper and A.J. Brown. I wish I had that optimism for O.J. Howard. Um, so O.J. is going to be entering his fifth season. And to any listeners who weren't following last season, his season was cut short during the week four win over the Chargers when he ruptured his Achilles tendon. And so this was April of 2020. And so we're now month 13. And so last week we talked a little bit about the Achilles rupture and how really there's no business getting back into the game for at least a year. And so on the upside, 
we're 13 months, soon to be a little more, but 13 months now outside of the rupture. So that's good news. However, and, and I'd like to put this in the show notes if that's an option. I want to put a uh, research article in the show notes from 2019. So it's a little bit updated even from some of the data I was citing last week. The article is out of the Orthopedic Journal of Sports Medicine, and it looks specifically at NFL players and their return to uh, their return to play rate following an Achilles rupture. And the return to play rate following this injury is 61%. Now, there's a little bit of nuance in the data. Draft picks from the first three rounds have a slightly higher than 61% chance of returning, whereas lower draft picks have a slightly lower chance of returning. However, I'm not going to use an early pick on somebody who only has a 61% chance of playing. Now, he's optimistic about his return, and I'm glad he is. I hope he is, and I hope he works hard and proves me wrong. However, some of the rehab I've seen with him includes him running on a bodyweight-assisted treadmill at 85%, which is great, but it's hardly the same as blocking hitting linebackers, being hit by linebackers over the middle while catching a ball. So I really feel for O.J. Howard, and I hope he proves me wrong, but I have deep reservations about his ability to return to successful play next season, if ever. Absolutely. And listen, this guy brings show notes. I mean, we're in a <laughs> whole other ball game. But speaking of that, you can check out the show notes if you check us out on Facebook or Instagram or on our Twitter at TSS Fantasy. And also, as before mentioned, email us at TSS Fantasy at Yahoo.com or again, tweet us at TSS Fantasy. You can bring your questions to Dr. Miller, have any questions or comments. He'd be happy to answer them since you are the only one everyone wants to talk to. <laughs> I appreciate my 10-minute segment. It's been awesome. fun. Awesome. Well, listen, we appreciate you. We appreciate you being here, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is out. All right. Once again, Dr. Miller bringing it. Hey, listen, he bringing up A.J. Brown and Amari Cooper. Sounds like they're good to go to start the season, thankfully, because they're going to be the big point getters per the usual. What do you guys think about what Dr. Miller had to say? He kind of hurt my feelings, man, because uh, with O.J. Howard. I thought O.J. Howard's going to be a big part of the Bucks' offense, and him saying that he may not even play this year, man, like, whew. I mean, not like the Bucks need him, but still, man, I thought he's going to be a big part of the offense. Not for nothing, but he could make a return. We don't know that. <laughs> we, I mean, he could probably end up getting back to the game. You know, Dr. Miller's great and all, but, you know, miracles do happen. Facts. Well, uh, Doc- Go ahead. Dr. Miller, you know, I respect what he says, but all them guys are scrubs. I ain't picking none of them, so keep it moving. <laughs> you got to take A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown? No, nope, you can keep him, too. Wow! No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't pick them. I don't pick those. I don't pick them. Tennessee, Indianapolis. So, Freddie, Derrick Henry fell in your lap. You're not taking them, dude. I've never had him. I don't jump for him. I'm not. I'll pick the next person after him. This is someone who's completely full of shit. All right, let's move on and take a quick commercial break by our friends from Anchor. Welcome to the island. Island Peppa skincare products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the Peppa is always black. All right, now on to our email segment. I actually have uh, emails for each one of you, believe it or not. This first one is for Mike. It is from Albert. He what like for you? He'd like to know what your thoughts are on the addition of Kenyon Drake in Las Vegas, and how does that affect the draft stock of Josh Jacobs? Yeah, gross. Gross. I hate that backfield now. Now it's kind of like I thought you knew where it was going. You thought you had a horse and Jacobs. I was excited about it. And then this dumb, this buffoonery happens. And now you got Kenyon Drake, who is a good running back, 
You know he's going to eat into those carries. I just – I don't know what to make of it. I'm not even going to pretend like I know, like, what I'm going to end up doing as far as drafting Jacobs now. But um, needless to say, Kenyon Drake is a really good running back. I don't know how it's going to fit with that offense. Uh, the Raiders are going to be a terrible team, so I don't know. They may be in more shootouts than running it anyway. Uh, but Kenyon Drake can get in some scoring touchdowns as a vulture. He may be, you know, worthy of rostering, I guess. Yeah, that's re- it's a real interesting situation there. Kenyon Drake, not for nothing, is a playmaker. So he's mm. going to make some plays, and he's, mm. he might take a little bit away from Jacobs. But J- Jacobs still a nasty running back. So um, a quick shout-out also to Chris Shoemaker on Facebook. He also, I forgot to mention during a Julio Jones segment, he actually concurs with the Patriots analysis. He also thinks that they're going to go there. He's Martin also man. a Dolphin fan, so he's, you know, we're used to seeing them get everything. So I take it back. As soon as you said he was a Dolphin fan, I take it back. He's a smart <laughs> man saying who we'll to the pages after that, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this next email is actually more of a statement, not a question, but it's directed at Greg O.J. Mayer. But it's the fans from love me. It is from Bang Bang Niner. It's It says, Todd Gurley is not the starter in Atlanta. If you want to be an expert, at least know who's starting. So just to let you know. Is- can, can I reply? Sure, of course. With an email name as Bang Bang Niner, I'm not taking <laughs> any fucking advice from you. I made a mistake, yes, and I cleared it up this week. Mike Davis is the starter. Todd Gurley's a free agent that's actually looking to sign with the Detroit Lions this week. He actually visited the Lions this week. So, yes, Bang Bang Niner, thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> All right, and this last one, now this is a question. It is for Freddie the Jester. It says... Dear Freddie, and I'm sorry, this is from Lots of Background Noise. That's the email from. It says, <laughs> do you prefer honey almond or dry roasted in your almonds? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I, I love Freddy, honey Freddy, How do you like your nuts? How do you like your nuts? <laughs> how do you like your nuts? <laughs> how do you like your nuts? <laughs> how you like That's how you like your nuts. We already know. We already know he likes them bald because he likes the smooth licking. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I, I, I do like uh, honey roasted. I think they had that little extra kick to them. You know? <laughs> I like the, honey, the sweetness to them. You yeah. like sweet balls, huh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my man didn't even, yo, no, he didn't even ask me nothing about football. (laughs) 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 Listen, to all our fans out there, we appreciate your comments. Either way, we love you. We appreciate you. Guys, thank Mm. you once again for joining TSS Fantasy. We are out. Oh, yeah. Gray got bang bang by the Niner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.